Well, I mean, the weird part is that they gave them these quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end of the movie, they spent so much time on the little items that they each had. As that was you, bizarre. As if you yeah. really cared about each and every one of them because you were so close to all their little quirks. And I'm like, oh, Nebraska and his cigarettes. Oh, we're yeah. gonna miss him so much. I, I did, I did think okay. that was kind of funny because so at the end, cares. Of, at the end of the movie, all of these guys have died, and uh, Boyd Holbrook and his son bury a little bandana with all their like identifying like talismans in it. And I did think that was funny because at previous points in the movie, I kept thinking, man, they sure are showing this one guy smoke a lot of cigarettes. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was like, oh, just for why. the end of the movie, so they'd yeah. be like, oh, let's. Bury uh, his cigarette. Here's how we'll remember him thing. by this crunched up carton <laughs> of Marlboro Red. They were once our favorite action stars. Now they sort of lowered the bar. Yeah, they're still a blockbuster name. Even though their movies are kind of lame. But we still love them anyway. Cause they make the bad guys pay It's over the kill I have many fans. We're really letting people down by not uh, making more of these. I'm not sure if you have any fans, but I have regular fans. I have a lot of fans. I think if you look at our comments, you'll see that a lot of them have voice to their preference on there. (laughs) We don't have any comments. (laughs) Yeah, we have comments. We have like 20 comments. Yeah, we have lots of comments. We're doing very well. Very popular podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of like what Donald Trump would say about this podcast. Tons of fans. This podcast People love us. has been tremendous. We're doing a tremendous, tremendous job here. Our numbers are through the roof. Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. Thank you. Yeah, and, and equally false <laughs> as it would have been. But this podcast... About, we talked a little bit about Shocktober. In the how, are your, how are your picks going? Uh, yeah, it's a good topic of conversation. Um, so Shocktober, by the way, I'm doing a, a Shocktober prelim with the Rounders oh, the weekend I don't before. Like that. You, you're just eliminating movies that we could be watching. No. Wasting them with. It's mostly for me to watch the same movies that I've seen before. Hmm. Uh, I don't run it. You know, I just attend, Dan. I also don't like that they took our whole concept. That's fair. I think I've voiced that. <laughs> it's not really theirs. What, do you, what are your thoughts on, on like, horror action? Wouldn't something like, like Nightbreed be... Well, yeah, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. Nightbreed, I'd say, like, Zombieland is kind of a good example of that genre. Um, what are some others that you can think of? Yeah, so, I, so I, I've always felt my role in Shocktober is to Yeah, yeah to say that it can't line. be two things. I, I know. No. No. Right. <laughs> you always say a movie can't be two things. That's true. It usually should be one or the other. In that case, it's probably an action movie. Uh, but I feel like I should balance the lineup a little bit. So I think you can watch maybe one action horror movie. Give yourself a lot of credit for balancing the lineup. (laughs) I have. I balanced the lineup many times over the years. What's one instance of you balancing the lineup? Nosferatu. Only good movie (laughs) that we watched one year because I insisted on having a classic in there. Yes. And we're all, we're all the richer for it. Um, Horror action. What are some other examples of that genre? Yes, I'd say Zombieland. I'd like say Evil Dead Three. Oh, even Evil Dead Two, I think. Oh, wait, no, Three. Three is Army of Darkness. Yeah, Army of Darkness, definitely. Yeah. What do you think about those type of movies? I think they're really entertaining. Yeah, 
I think in general, throwing a little horror in the action mix is kind of a fun. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a question as to whether or Even not something it's... like Anaconda. Like, there's a whole... There used to be Anaconda, a whole... Anaconda, that's very interesting. Deep Blue Sea. Like, there used to be this whole sort what of, like... about Van Helsing? Yeah. I mean, like... Big I think you're Van being Helsing. generous saying there's horror elements of... Like, it uses that language. There's vampires. Well, it uses classic yeah. horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Horror. but, like, that's almost just, like, transposing an action movie into that universal, like monster world uh yeah there was probably not much actually like yeah i wouldn't say there's really jump scares in van helsing or yeah, there were a couple but yeah i but yeah that used to be a pretty, very close pretty to big the... thing and i think now as we've gone through this like horror renaissance they're not really doing that anymore which i agree with you yeah and then there's also obviously the slasher genre which is kind slasher, of slasher i think is sort of thing. yeah i don't think of it as being too actually like even if you look back at like halloween and uh friday the 13th and nightmare on elm street like those were definitely horror movies not actually yeah there wasn't not action it wasn't like two sides kind of fighting against each other more one thing stalking another thing sometimes they get the best of the monster in the end but like agreed yeah i think the the action part needs to come from the protagonist if it's coming from the the villain then it's just a slasher Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, you know. Which like then makes an interesting case for like you're next. Yeah. Yeah. Something like like that. That's a slasher. But but then you put that in the category of like revenge movie, right? Like I would almost say that's more of a revenge movie. You think so? Well, yeah, because it is kind of like it's like this woman is just like activated halfway. Like she doesn't go out looking for action. She's expecting like a nice like dinner. Yeah. She's not like. I think the thing with all these action horror movies that we've been talking about, is that somebody in them is kind of going out and putting themselves in the horror position. Whereas, maybe what translates that to revenge is, like, if you're just minding your own business and something comes to you and then you need to, like, fight back. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I'm working this theory through on the fly. Yeah, I I think of... Well, actually, the, the revenge horror genre is... It's pretty broad, and then it's, it's also I mean, confusing. Like, I think there's yeah, a few like, like antiheroes in there, and they're like. I think revenge horror movies are like you know one when you see one, like um, you know, like a Straw Dogs or. Um, oh, these are pretty brutal. Last House on the Left, like these are all people whose lives Is that are revenge. Yeah, well, the parents in Last House on the Left. I don't remember them. Well, they their daughter gets killed, and like the guys who did it kind of show up at their house, and they're like then the parents kind of become the ones who like take them down one by one. Mm. And I think like that's, maybe that's the thing is that like these revenge movies are all somebody just trying to live their life and they get forced into this situation and they have to respond in a way that turns them into like violent yeah. killers. I would, yeah. But I, I would say that's only some of them because there are revenge movies. Well, like what's like, a revenge movie where somebody's like, like the loved ones is that guy's minding his own business. He gets put in a dungeon and he doesn't get revenge. It's like it, he the does. whole movie is that's not, but it's revenge in the sense that it's this girl who feels slighted, and she's oh, you think getting, she's the one? Getting, yeah, oh, she's the revenge. That's yeah. totally you're insane. She's getting revenge on society. No, she's the villain. <laughs> she has nothing to revenge for. When she's awkward. No, she's like a fucking like Leatherface type character. She's a weird <laughs> hillbilly. No, it's just, oh my god, she's getting revenge. What about something? Like, there's something wrong with you if you think <laughs> that's what that's about. <laughs> All right, so Carrie is like a. 
Does that Carrie's not a revenge on? movie, no. What well, is Carrie, then? Carrie's, like... I just think the revenge genre is really broad. All right, maybe Carrie's a revenge movie turned on its head, where it's like, the villain is the one who is pushed to this breaking point. Yeah, just like the loved ones. But, like, no. I, the, not, not, like... I don't know if you have recently seen Carrie, but I'd say... 80% of that movie is just about her being tormented by people. I've never seen and it. One <laughs> so, and you use this on an example. I know about it. No. Uh, In the movie Carrie, mo- the great majority of that movie is more focused on how she's like tormented by everyone around her, yeah, that's including what I her heard. mother. That's why I didn't want to see it. And then there's 20 minutes of her like fucking people up. Yeah. The loved ones, that's not the case. It's, the it's mostly yeah. It's it's. I don't think you ever see anyone be mean to that girl. In fact, the guy that rejects her is like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Like, hey, like he's really nice. Taught him a lesson, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never be considerate of anyone's feelings. Uh, uh, but this is actually this is a it's a good place to start because um, the movie we're going to talk about today could like the original yeah the character seed of it could yeah. be considered kind of a horror absolutely I, uh, agree. icon. Um, but I guess we'll introduce the podcast first, because that's the way we usually th- do things, right? I think so. I don't remember. Well, that's why we, we had to take so much time off, because we're doing a rebrand. That's right. Uh, and I, my rebrand is, is the new introduction of this podcast, is really, like, I just took out all the stops, uh, <laughs> gonna really, really solidify the core thesis of this podcast in, in my new introduction. Which, uh, of course, the podcast is Over the Kill. If you're listening to it, you've probably already seen that that is what our logo and our uh, Indeed, yeah, title is, says on yeah. iTunes or whatever, Stitcher, yeah. wherever you listen to yep. it. Yep. So if you've gotten this far and you don't know that's the title, something's gone terribly wrong. But this is Over the Kill. And this is a podcast about old movie stars who Hollywood just simply won't let die. And uh, I mean, if they could, if they could drag their their fetid corpses out there for one last turnaround to, on the big screen. Anything to you make up better that. believe they'd do it. One of these days, we're gonna see we're gonna see Bruce Willis with just strings attached to his arms yeah. in a in a weekend at Bernie's type diehard <laughs> out there, uh, because we are obsessed with mining every last bit of value, not just out of franchises. But out of human beings <laughs> who, you know, 60, 70, who says you can't do another Terminator? That's right. Who says you can't be the T-1000 in a fucking wheelchair? Nobody. Not Hollywood, Nobody. that's for one. Uh, so that's what Over the Kill is about. It's about, hey, when do we just say enough is enough and let these people have their long overdue rest? Amen. <laughs> that's beautiful, Dan. Thank you. That was maybe one of your best uh, long-winded openings. Yeah, that, uh, that's I've been working on that for a while. Good job. What a rebrand. <laughs> what a rebrand. That's, this is going to put us on the map. And I think t- today's movie is one where the one of the stars in question actually put their foot down and said, no, I won't do it anymore. <laughs> I've had it up to here with this. Let me rest. Uh, and that movie is The Predator. Directed by Shane Black. Starring... starring uh, a Olivia guy. Munn. Yeah. yeah, Olivia Munn's probably... Yeah, starring well, certainly a white guy. Olivia Munn and... <laughs> does does he look pretty indistinguishable from any other yeah. white guy you've ever seen? Who is that Yes, guy? he does. <laughs> we don't know who that is. I'll, uh, I will... 
Boyd Holbrook. He even sounds indistinguishable from any other white guy you've ever uh, seen. Key from Key and Peele's in it. Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key. Give him the respect he deserves. Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, what's what's the main character? It Kid Jacob Tremblay also <laughs> making an appearance as maybe one of the more offensive autistic characters I've ever seen on screen. Yeah. Um, what, what was the character you're... Who's at? the main character? Quinn McKenna. Quinn McKenna? No. <laughs> Quinn McKenna. <laughs> Who's the actor? Boyd Holbrook. What has he been in? You know, that is a fine question. Uh, do you want to shut the ice machine off while I look this up? I mean... Oh, you know what he was that I actually kind of liked him in? Uh, go ahead. He was the villain in Logan. Uh, how do I shut this? Just flip, flip the thing up. It's off. Okay. He was a villain what? He was a villain in Logan. He was that southern kind of oh, like that's what I dandy yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Wait, he was kind of good in that. He was good in that. And I do think he's a bad actor. Like he, There's moments in Predator where he's like actually pretty likable. It's just like for him to be the next lead in this franchise that like whose previous stars have been Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny Glover, and in a weird turn, Adrian Brody at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like, is he in that class? I, I don't know. I, I would say probably not yet, at he, least. Certainly uh, forgettable. But that, that said, I don't think he's a bad actor, and I think there, yeah, even in moments in this, he, like, makes good, interesting choices as an actor. Right. And so, none of these actors are old, and therefore do not qualify for... Yeah, so why are we doing The Predator if there are no old actors in it? Because, Dan, for the first time in Over the Kill History, we're evaluating a character... Which is the predator, and whether the predator itself is over the kill. Yeah, is it time to hang up the dreadlocks? Is it time to put that with the that weird triangular targeting computer? Quite a into run. The evidence locker. Quite a run. Well, you know who actually there is an old actor in this. Thomas Jane is in this. <laughs> what I would call a very strange decision for him to be in this. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Shane is old. We're not doing Thomas Shane, but we're doing the character of the Predator. And I'd say, like, we're also kind of doing Shane Black, who is, in some sense, like, he's the connective tissue that, uh, Mm, ties this to the original Predator, uh, as the director. He doesn't appear in the movie, although he did appear in the original Predator. He was born in 1961. How old does that make him? 1961, definitely more than 50. Yeah, definitely over 50. 50. Although seven. he has the plasticate appearance of... Is that old? Yeah. He's, he seems like a young man's director. He looks like a young man, and he looks like a, like a young man made of plastic. <laughs> uh, he looks very Hollywood. All right, so let's talk about The Predator. Yeah, okay. The Predator first came onto the scene... 1987. I love... The Predator. I did that without yeah, any research. That sounded really fake when you just said that. I did that without any research. I just know when that movie was made. Yeah, it, I was also going to say that. It's a great movie. Nailed it. Um, did I it's nail 1987. It? Boom. It was the year before we were born. Uh, an all-time action movie. It's just an all-time... But also, like, we were talking about horror action. That's the thing. It's, it's almost as good as you can get in that show. It's a suspense movie, in a way. It's an That's action, suspense, an interesting thriller... Thing. There's a lot of... Because it's a little scary. I, I think I think you can fairly call that movie a suspense movie. Yeah, I mean, like, this was one of the movies that as a kid, I was like, that's a scary movie. Yeah. Um, in the same vein of, like, Alien, which is 
unobjectionably a horror. Certainly. Yeah, and it's one, not... Definitely. Like, Predator, the movie, is probably more in the vein of Aliens. Yeah. Where yeah. it's... Yeah, it, it's we're, definitely we're more a- against action yeah. thriller. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but it definitely a very suspenseful movie. And I think that's what makes it really... Really a great movie. With tons of fucking biceps on full display, man. Arnold's biceps in that. You remember the the epic shot of Arnold the grasping. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do one for the... for the? Uh, yeah, let's get in down. there. For the Instagram. <coughs> My bicep was far uh, bigger than Dan's right there. Actually, I read something. This was on Reddit the other day. How, like, when they were filming Predator, the wardrobe department told Jesse Ventura, as they were measuring him, they're like, oh, your biceps are actually bigger than Arnold's. And Is that so, true? Well... But Jesse Ventura then went to Arnold and was like, hey, bicep contest. Whoever has bigger <laughs> biceps win. You know, like, they put some money on it. Yeah, yeah. And they measured them, and Arnold's bicep was, like, bigger. And he was like, I told the wardrobe department <laughs> to tell you that. <laughs> 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 he just set him up for it. That's so great. Um, yeah. The Ar- you could not have bigger biceps than Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1987. Uh, it's impossible. It's, it's so great. So that so that movie introduces the character of the Predator, which I mean in that movie Well, I mean like we gotta talk about the first incarnation, which like the Predator was originally played by Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, that's true. And he looked more like a alien style, like just weird extraterrestrial creature. There wasn't like the armor, it was just this kind of, it was gonna be this like kickboxing salamander like looking thing. <laughs> which huge, huge pro that they did not go with that. Um, have was you there, seen the images of it? No, I haven't. Was there like some, you. did they just decide it doesn't work creatively or was there a Van Damme issue going on there? I, I think he wanted to be in it and they were like, this thing looks ridiculous. Like the whole makeup of I, it. I mean, was. I think honestly the reason that movie works so well is that the Predator is invisible for most of the movie. Yeah, I mean, you it's, hardly it's, see it. You talk is, about suspense building. And yeah. It's like the shark and Jaws. So this is the green screen version of it. This isn't the actual like final thing, but... <laughs> I'll show you what it was like meant right, to look yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, green screen. This was gonna be the the final look. Yeah, uh, I'm okay with it. It's more extraterrestrial. I mean, like the cool thing about the Predator, it's such an interesting design because it doesn't look like how people design aliens generally. It's no, it's, it's human. Got fucking dreadlocks. It's like, yeah, it's humanoid, and it, then it just has this weird, like mandible type face. Yeah, uh, that. You know, I I think it's it's very distinct from any other alien design in any movie. Yeah, sure. I mean, well, people are are definitely more scared of the things that they recognize. True, uh, and I also think that like something that works for the Predator is that like it there's almost this demonic element of it, where like the the people in the original movie who are like the natives in this area are referring to it as like the demon, and yeah, it. It has this otherworldly, not necessarily extraterrestrial, but just like threatening, yeah, menacing look. Yeah, I, no, I, I do, I do think that's that's what makes the first movie by far the best movie. Is that it? It keeps the predator at a little bit of a distance. You know, it, actually, it's have, that Jaws effect. I have a theory about like why the first movie is better. I don't know. If I, might, I might say it later after we've talked about all the... Okay, so you uh, can save it. I mean... I will save it. That's what I think. I think it's it's by far the most suspenseful movie. Yeah. Uh, I like the way they treat the Predator. And then we have a nice... They treated him very well. A nice catalog of movies to sort of flush out the backstory of the Predator. Predator 2. Predator 2. Predator Solid in New movie. York. Um, predator uh, Alien in the City. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Solid movie. Danny Glover, too old for this shit, as usual. Yeah. Um, uh, playing it, playing a world-weary New York cop. I did, like, Predator 2... Look, if so, I if I went back and watched it now, I'd probably say that's a dumbass movie. Uh, I, whatever, it's fine. But yeah, it's fine. But that to me marks part of like oh, and also you had some Nick Nolte in there, I think, right? Mm. No, Gary Busey. Sorry, mm-hmm. those two are indistinguishable. There you go. Uh, yeah, um, that's where they started to expand this predator idea to this like world building where it's like oh, he's got a ship now. We see the inside of his ship. Yeah. There's other predators. It's not just this one guy. Yeah. And that's when you start to... Because in the first movie, you didn't have this mythos of, like, they're a race that loves hunting. No, 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 no. You know? Like, you just got a glimpse of that in the sense that, like, this guy likes... He's basically hunting these You're guys. right. It's just like a fight against a, a demon. Yeah. Could be a totally one-off alien. Yeah. Predator 2, you start to could see, oh, there's a whole race that's like this. Yeah. And what comes after Predator 2? And then, then we get the crossovers. Is the crossover... Yeah, the crossover is before yeah. Predators. Yeah, get, yeah, yeah. AVP. AVP. Um, 2004. I love AVP. Really? I, that's a, I think it's it's so much fun. I'm so glad they did that. And I don't know... I think there were... That came out of comics, if I Probably. remember right. That there were like a bunch of crossover comics, and there was a... I think there was a Super Nintendo game that was <laughs> Aliens. Aliens and Predators. I don't, uh, let me see. I think that's true. Uh, so that's where this movie came from. And it's just a natural marriage of two great, uh, action horror, uh, um, species. There was an Alien vs. Predator SNES, but I don't know what year it came out. Definitely before 2004. We're, we can't be sure of that. We can 100% be. It could be like a be. port. <laughs> it's, it's not a port. It could be. Um... So I love that movie. It's just like a natural fit to uh, put that together with the the xenomorphs from the alien universe. I don't think it's a natural fit, actually. I think those two things don't really fit together very well, other than they're both antagonists to movies in the 80s that are aliens. Do you think so? I think there's this ethos of the Predator, that they're these galactic hunters that... You know, they're a warrior culture, and they like to go around and fight and hunt and kill the toughest things on every well, planet. Well, so they had, to, they had to basically create that to make it fit with the aliens. Because they, they didn't really dive into that in, in Predator no, 1 No, I think you've got a bit of that in Predator 2. That, like, yeah. that scene where Glover's on the ship, you start to see that, like... And it's even there in the first one. In Okay, so in the first one, they call, in Spanish, that they're like, the people here call it this. And it's like... El Cazador de yeah, like, but he's Hombres not, tro- He's not trofeo. here as a, a big game hunter. No, no, but literally in Spanish that translates to the hunter that takes men as trophies. So that idea is there from the start with Predator. Oh. They didn't adapt that later on to be... I disagree a little bit. I think that's more about him hanging people's bones from the trees. I, I think they took some liberties <laughs> with this idea of them playing the most dangerous game with the galaxy. I, and I don't think that came until AVP. No, that was definitely there before. AVP. I don't disagree. Watch Predator 2. <laughs> Point is, the thing with the aliens is it's like it's an entire different... The xenomorph is an entire different like thing. They're not a race. They're, they are essentially like a parasite that 
infects different races and creates, you know, whatever type of, like, a xenomorph face hugger that infects a human, that thing's going to look different than a face hugger that attacks, I don't know, whatever. Is that, is that true? Yeah. They, their morphology, and that's why they're called the xenomorph, uh, is based on whatever they implant their, like, Well, they're there egg. because they're the most dangerous game. Yeah, I don't, like, I think those are two different universes. I think that, like, the one with Alien is effective because it is, it's like this weird, like, on, like, it's it's the in space no one can hear you scream thing. It's like there is this thing that just requires us hey, for Hey, I'm not saying propagation. that it was a good Alien movie. I think, I think the Alien movies 1 and 2 are amazing movies that are that are classically just... Alien 1 is a perfect horror movie. And yeah. as, as fun as Predator 1 is, it's, it's nowhere near the level that Alien is. As a horror movie? I mean, I think they're very as different things. As a movie. Things. As, I think as a movie. Things. I, I think Alien is, a, is an actual great movie. Predator's just like a really good action movie. You don't think Predator is an actually great movie? No, I don't think it's in like a... I don't think it's up there as one of the greatest movies ever. You can I make think, a I case think that few things capture that moment in time and that style of filmmaking as well as Predator. And I think that's why it's endured for so long. So I think we're, why we're still getting versions of it. Like, I, I think there's something fundamentally that doesn't work about taking this um, universe of the Predator and, like, saying, oh, it's the same one as this, like, H.R. Geiger hellscape that the aliens exist in. yeah. So, I, I don't know. My position would be that AVP does a disservice to Alien. But I think it's a good extension of The Predator. Well, it's an interesting... Like, that's... AVP is an interesting point in the series because it's where we start to go from, like, this fact of, like, Predators are these demonic evil hunters that are just out to, like, kill us for sport. To being, like oh, it's this, like, they're more of, like, a chaotic neutral. Like, yeah. they just love hunting. Yeah, they and, flip like, it. the Predator's yeah. kind of on the good guy's side at different points in that. Yeah, if you're, like, if you're a respected warrior. Right, they're all they're, about honor yeah. and, you know, the virtues of warrior. And I think that's where you start to see the dissolution of Predator as this, like, brand, where it's like, well, if this thing is not a dangerous, evil monster, then what is it? Like, it's not, like... You can't have it both ways. You can't be like, it's an honorable warrior and it's a scary thing that chases after you. Agreed. And the big flaw in all of this is that, like, there's something that comes up in the most recent movie that we can talk about later. But it's basically saying that, like, if you're unarmed and if you're not a threat, a predator is not going to harm you. Okay, fine. Like, then this thing has kind of lost its teeth, figuratively speaking. Like, unless I'm going into battle with it, it's no threat to me fine. I don't want to fight it. But hasn't that always been true? Not in the first one. I mean, the first one was just killing people to fucking kill them. Killed the people with the guns, though. But, like, it killed them at times. Like, it wasn't like they're firing on it. It was sneaking up on people. Yeah. You know, like, it was haunting them in the same way. Like, them having guns is like a deer having antlers. It's like, okay, yeah, like, it could... Harm All right. you, but well, I will agree with you that uh, AVP is important in the sense that it 
it turns our perspective of the predator away from what it would have been, you know, after predator one. And then I think it just sort of goes downhill with the subsequent movies, predators and there's an AVP two, And that, yeah, there's just more of this idea, uh, of the predator being sort of a neutral character. Right. So predators comes out in, uh, 2010 and, I don't know if it's so neutral there, because Predators is the one where I think they take the humans they, to the Predator world. Yeah, I think they're bad in, in that one the whole time. That that one gets back to the sportsman, like, this is like an arena yeah. challenge kind of thing. All the characters in Predators are, like, great, like, quote-unquote, like, good warriors, and they're, like, it's yeah. this, like, Thunderdome-type yeah. one-man, whatever, ten-man enter, one-man leaves kind yeah. of thing. Um, which... You know, like, not a terrible idea. I don't know if the execution really fired on all cylinders. Introduces the idea of Predator Dogs, I think, at that yeah, one, which yeah, I just I do not think is helping the, the no. series at all. No, I don't like the Predator Dogs. Not good. Uh, and then, yeah, that pretty much brings us to the present with The Predator, which is the latest in this, like, ongoing thing. To They're just being like, yes, we're doing a reboot, but this is the definitive it's like the new halloween movie that's coming out it's just called like halloween well this wasn't a reboot this was well no what i'm saying is like it's you know how in the past the way to do these things would be like predator six you know predator eight now everything's this like we're wiping the slate clean this is the one this is the one that matters (laughs) and i think that's uh, um yeah but i mean i'm kind of happy they didn't do a full reboot this is just so this is a sequel to the first two, and they're ignoring everything else. Uh, I don't know they're necessarily ignoring it. I mean, they've got the Predator dogs. They do have the Predator dogs. No, I think this I think this movie takes place essentially in a world where all the other movies happened. And, like, life on Earth has more or less continued you as think normal. so? How, how did they not know about the AVP stuff on Antarctica? Well, they didn't mention it. doesn't mean they didn't know about it. Like, he uh, says, like, they've made contact twice before in 1987 and... 2010. Yeah. And then what about or not AVP? Um, whatever. He didn't mention it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Well, I think they would. Uh, I mean, they didn't mention aliens, and that you think they have. If that's you your think they have like a, a xenomorph skull in that little uh, glass case of theirs. I don't know. That was the Predator Research Center. Maybe there's a different alien research center. I don't think so. Anyway. I mean, do you think... I mean, the world... There's nothing in this movie probably... that specifically undoes the other movies. Eh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie. All right. So this movie. Um, I want to do it with high hopes. As you know... Me okay, too. Big Shane Black fan. Yeah, me too. We've done a Shane Black movie before we did The Nice Guys. Yeah. Which is great. We did... Oh, we didn't do, but, but also a great movie. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Like... That, that to me, like, that's Shane Black developing this, like, super charming, fun, kinetic style that, like, just works. It's these, like, buddy cop movies, but that are aware of the genre conventions yeah. and, like, do interesting things with them. Clever. They're yeah, clever they're movies. super clever movie. And that's yeah. why I'm going to this movie thinking, like, great. Like, he's yeah, stepping you're, outside you're of the, the neo-noir. Cool you're gonna, yeah, you're going to turn the genre on its head a little bit, but in a way that, like, still executes within that genre very well. That was not the case. It turned the genre into a just big bowl of poop. It just, it was very sloppy. Yeah. And always that not movie good. can be sloppy. 
I and I don't know. Like maybe there's more that will come out as we go forward about how the studio was involved with this or something because so much of this movie revolved around directorial decisions and writing decisions that you just know Shane Black is smarter than? You would hope so. It's really one of the dumbest movies I've seen in a while. Yeah, it doesn't do anything new or interesting or exciting. the whole flow was just very obvious. Um, Yeah, uh, it is... uh, It's not a movie that I can recommend. No, and so what was the issue? So they, they took this this genre who obviously I mean Shane Black was in the first Predator. Mm-hmm. I mean he must know that the reason the first Predator is the best movie was that there was some degree of thriller or suspense to it. And I, this I don't movie know if he knows that. I would hope that uh, he knows that. Know. Like he's a <laughs> he's a good director. He was in the movie, he yeah. knows it's a great movie. And and you would think that he would build on that and, and do something clever. This movie was just a ridiculous action movie. It felt kind of like a movie from 10 years ago. It like, felt kind of like it, just a sci-fi TV movie, right? Yeah, it felt like weirdly dated and the opposite of what it usually does. It was like, no, instead of making fun of the way that this genre has developed, it felt like the movies that it should have been making fun of. Yeah. So the plot in a nutshell is basically... It starts off in kind of a nod to the original Predator movie. You've got this group of soldiers in the South American jungle. I think it's South American, right? Yeah. Central American. That was promising. It was Mexico. Yeah. Mexico. Uh, And spaceship crashes, Predator's on it, kills a couple of guys. One guy gets away, but he manages to steal, like, the helmet and the armband off of a dead Predator. Sends those back home to his kid. Next thing you know, more, another Predator, a super Predator... Yes. another fucking dumb idea that we'll I want get, to talk we'll, about. We'll get to the super predator. Uh, comes chasing after this original predator. Yes. And all of them are trying to get back the shit that this guy sent to his son, who, once again, highly offensive autistic character. Yes, very autistic. Um, oh, man. Just like a little fucking soapbox here for a second. This has started to happen in movies lately, and I hate it so, so much. People are, are now... People thinking that they're being very forward-thinking and very, very fucking, like, PC are being like, oh, you know, autism is the next step in human, human evolution. Yeah. It's like a superpower. Yeah. That's a, can you, That's, like, can you just not make these, like, they're not mutants. They're not fucking, <laughs> like, superheroes. Like, they're people, like, that, that have a specific thing that changes the way that they think about or see the world. But, like, fine. It's no, not a superpower. No, Dan. It's the next step in our evolution. <sighs> evolution. So sick of it. Biological evolution. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and it, it it's uh, in orientalizing. It, it exoticizes autistic people as being like, like now every poor fucking autistic kid in the world, people are gonna be like, oh, so like, what's your superpower? <laughs> like, why can't why can't you do like complex math or yeah. linguistics at the age of 11 you know like <laughs> yeah put these chess pieces back where they belong oh, there's this great scene where some bullies knock over a bunch of chess pieces on like 10 chess boards for the whole chess club and you see the kid like j- to show off how photographic his memory is he perfectly puts back every chess piece in the place where it was before they were all knocked down on like 10 different chess boards 
but I so desperately wanted a scene of the people who were coming, who were playing chess, coming back into the classroom and being like, the fuck is this? This is not the game that I left. These are all in different places. Yeah, but then he would not be uh, a mutant. But that's, yeah, I mean, like, that's the Shane Black that I know would have had that scene where it's like, these are not in the right places. Yeah, I agree. There, <laughs> there were no clever parts of this movie, so if you were expecting that, not going to happen. Yeah, uh, there, there were, uh, there were the opposite of that. There were parts that had a great opportunity to be clever and yeah. went in the other direction. So let's let's burn through this movie. First right. Of okay. All. So Let the creditors me... are chasing after this kid with the helmet and shit. Um, meanwhile, Boyd Holbrook gets like thrown in with like a bunch of soldiers who are varying degrees of crazy. <laughs> Either they've got schizophrenia or paranoia. What, yeah, it's or a loony squad. But all it also doesn't relief. make sense because, like, if... Fucking perfect example. Uh, what's it? Thomas Jane. If he's schizophrenic... Doesn't he go by Tom Jane? Whatever. Tom Jane. If he's schizophrenic... He was schizophrenic before he joined the army. Why? Like, how is he functioning? No, he's not one? schizophrenic. He had, That's what they say. He's schizophrenic. No. Yes. Oh, no, he's Tourette's. He has Tourette's. He had Tourette's before he joined the army, right? No, so I why don't is think he so. Now? Then has he just been in the loony bus the entire time? I think the Tourette's he developed comes Tourette's? With, yeah, I think it comes with P... P uh, what is it? All right, PTSD. so these soldiers all have PTSD. Um, They're yeah. like the other guys. Yeah, like, like the, it's the, like a mechanism for Shane Black dialogue, but then you were supposed to care about them, but you didn't really care about them, so... No, never once was I... <clears throat> like... Eh, the, the characters just aren't really characters. It... It... it devolves the characters from being a character to just being like, oh, what's this guy's quirk? What's this guy's quirk? What's yeah, this guy's yeah, quirk? Yeah. And in a weird way, if they didn't have these outlandish things, they'd be more... They'd be characters, you know? Like, okay. Why do, like, some... Like, just let well, somebody be Well, they were never going to spend that much time on them. They were... Well, I mean, the weird part is that they gave them these quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at the end of the movie they spent so much time on the little items that they each had. As that if, was bizarre. As if you yeah. really cared about each and every one of them because you were so close to all their little quirks. And like, oh, Nebraska and his <laughs> cigarettes. Oh, we're yeah. going to miss him so much. <laughs> I, I did I did think okay. that was kind of funny because so at, at the end of the movie, all of these guys have died. And uh, Boyd Holbrook and his son bury a little bandana with all their like identifying mm-hmm. like talismans in it. And I did think that was funny because at previous points in the movie, I kept thinking, man, they sure are showing this one guy smoke a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> was like, oh, just that's for why. the end of the movie. So they yeah. could be like, oh, let's bury well, his cigarette. Here's how we'll remember him thing. by this crunched up carton of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> what a good ending. Um, and meanwhile, none of the deaths in this movie had any weight to them none. whatsoever. They, they were, were like, 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 somebody would die, and every other character completely forgot about them yeah. immediately. <laughs> so they were unfazed by any of those deaths until the very end when they're like, you know, no one's going to remember these guys, <laughs> so we have to. And I was like, you're right. No one in the audience is no. going to remember those guys. <laughs> what guys? Yeah. Uh, and, like, I think the crowning achievement of those um, sense, like, pointless, underutilized deaths is Sterling K. Brown, who's probably the best character in the movie, He's the, um, Who? you don't know Sterling K. Brown? He's the guy who's chewing gum all the time. He's like the bad guy, kind of, like. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, so Sterling K. Brown, it's like, he has like a Predator missile. He was a ridiculous character. I loved him, though. But at least he was entertaining. He was probably the funniest person. He, yeah, he was entertaining. Um, he has like a, a Predator missile on his shoulder that he's using, and somebody like calls his name and he turns to look at them and it just blows his head off. Yeah, I didn't like that death. I, he needed to last until the he end. He was essentially the main villain of the he, movie, yeah. and he's dispatched in... A cutaway scene. That was very upsetting. <laughs> that was very upsetting to me. I I wanted him around to the end. I would have been happy if he won at the end. Oh, if he survived at the end? Yeah, fine. He was a Better than villain. just being like, oh shit, we still need to get rid of this guy. I don't know. Have this thing like shoot him in the head. Yeah. It was so uh, So this guy is the, the basically the evil director of the government agency that monitors these aliens. Yeah, and it's not clear Ruthless. why he's evil. No, not clear at all. But uh, he, <laughs> nevertheless, he is very evil for unknown reasons. There's no point in it where he's like... Happy to kill children. No issues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but he doesn't... His motivation just seems to be, I don't want anyone else to know about the Predators. But... There's and all, I think he just liked killing people. I guess. I don't know. It's it's bizarre. There's no motivation for him. And there's very little motivation for the other guys. At some point, Boyd is like, hey, let's go save my son. And they're all like, yeah. all right, we're soldiers. This yeah. is what we do. Yeah. So, we, so, so we got about halfway through the movie. And it turns out that the reason the one predator came to this world mm-hmm. was... It's because of global warming. It was because of global warming. And <laughs> so dumb. warn us and how to fix it. Because if... The if there's too much global warming, we'll all die, and the predators will come take over our world. Right, they want to get the best of our DNA before we all die from global warming. What do they compare it to? They're like when something's going on sale or when something's closing down, everybody rushes to get the last one of it. Oh yeah, it was some <laughs> something like Dumb. that. Oh. So that's the first half of the movie, and then uh, the mega predator comes. Super and Predator. Super Predator? To I quote Hillary it. Clinton. <laughs> sure, we'll go with Super Predator. Uh, he comes and rips the original Predator's head out of his No, no he body. punches his head down. He, yeah, it? but he, he rips oh, he the rips head with yeah. the spine out okay. of the body. <clears throat> so that's the end of the original Oh, and he, becomes, he, he comes with Predator dogs, and one of them becomes nice. Yes, that's true. One of them does become nice. Uh, I did think that was actually... Uh, I don't even want to give it the credit. There's a funny joke. I'm like... <laughs> The guy, um, God, what's his name? Nebraska in the movie. Um, what is that actor's name? The guy who played Nebraska, do you know? No, I don't know who that actor was. That was Travante Rhodes, who's good, you know, also more one of the more likable people in the movie. He is revealed, like, at some point tried to shoot himself and, like, didn't yeah. die. So the acting wasn't bad. No, it was just of, stupid. Yeah, some of the people like, were pretty the good. The movie was just stupid. Uh, but that he shoots one of the predator dogs in the head, and it also doesn't die, and it just becomes nice. And somebody makes a joke where it's like, "So I guess we've learned this guy sucks at shooting things in the head." That was. I that was like okay, pretty good joke. Some of the jokes were fine. It, it's just a weird direction to go with this movie, where, you know, he, it was just a lot of stupid jokes and a lot of over the top action. Yeah. Where, I mean, the best parts of the movie were probably watching the Predator kill people in different ways. Which, which yeah, you didn't even really get enough of it. It was just like a CGI fest. Yeah. Uh, anyway, at the end, so they all end up going to the original Predator ship because 
it has some secret technology on there that Which it wants to give to the humans. we never learned about. No, we did. That was the suit at the end. How does that protect against global warming? Oh, it doesn't. It protects against the predators. Oh. <laughs> but they said he, was, he had secrets about global warming. No, no. It was like he was going to give us the one thing that could protect us against the predators. Oh, basically. okay. Um, oh, God. I hated Jacob Tremblay in this movie so much. Like, that kid sucks. <laughs> Ooh, is that the, the little, little kid? kid? Yeah. How many kids are in this movie? Uh, just one. Yeah. Anyway, so they go to the, the spaceship. Super Predator goes on it and is like, hey, listen up, humans. GG, but, like, <laughs> I'm blowing this whole thing up. I And he I, goes, here's, here's what I'll do. Like, you got one true warrior among you. And his name is McKenna. Yeah. What big fucking obvious. Like, Did anybody, is anybody that's seen this movie not think that they were talking about the little kid? No. I mean, like, it's it's just the most obvious. And that's what I'm saying. Is this movie so not self-aware? It's, 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 it'll, yeah. 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 Uh, he's like, so I'm going to give you guys a head start. You have, like, whatever, seven minutes to run for it, and I'm going to come and kill you all. And I'm going <laughs> to take McKenna back with me to, like, sample his DNA. I did like that. What? I, I like that he, he spoke to them in English yeah. and said that I'm going to hunt you. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed okay. that. Um, so, yeah, then you do get into the, like, first Predator-type style. Like, they're in the woods. This thing's hunting them. And they need to come up with traps yeah, you and like... find a way to kill it while staying alive. Except the problem is they do that for literally about five three, minutes. Yeah, three minutes. Yeah, and, and everyone's dead within three minutes, and then the next thing you know, they're jumping on the ship as it tries to take off, and uh, there's so much I don't like about this movie. The The other thing about the bullets, how they keep shooting it, and the bullets are just bouncing off of its skin, basically. Then, like, all that time they spent shooting it, both as a viewer and also from their perspective, is just wasted time. Like, why am I looking at this? They spent a lot of time shooting the bullets. Pointlessly. Without any sign that they're doing any well, damage, they're like, yeah. our bullets seem to not be working. Very what should we do? Very, Keep very shooting bullets. it. Yeah, just a lot. Of, there were maybe 500 to 1,000 shots at the Predator that bounced off that we had to watch. Throughout the entire movie. Throughout the entire At movie. no point is a bullet shown to Never do any worked. damage to this Never Predator. Never once worked. And you have to think, like, okay, well, then how dumb are the people in this movie that they keep doing this? Yeah. yeah. Like, look, maybe that's a director thing. Maybe that's a screenwriting thing. Like, one or the other. Either show us that this thing is at least bothered by bullets or have the characters say, hey, this doesn't work. Let's come up with more creative ways to fight it that maybe will work. Yeah. Very dumb. So can we talk about the super predator? Yeah, is it necessary? I say no. No, it's definitely not necessary. And so the idea behind the super predator is that the predators have been harvesting the best genes. From that's why they hunt things, and that's why yeah. they take the spines. Yeah. From throughout the galaxy to make... Enhance to themselves. Enhance themselves. So why does it just look like a big predator? That because just, the only way they can be enhanced is just by make being it bigger. taller. Like, <laughs> well, no, where are the other features? This this whole thing where like, I guess also it, the it editing of this like, movie is insanely terrible. It had like horse legs, maybe. Did it? Oh, I know. It had like hooves. Oh, I didn't notice that. Which don't I mean seem to be whatever. Uh, but at some point, Olivia Munn 
is like, did you see that? It just grew armor under its skin. And I was like, no, I didn't see that. How would you see that? It's under its skin. That's what? a great point. How yeah. would you see that? Uh, it's the editing is terrible. Um, the super predator thing. Here's my gripe with it. We're humans watching this movie. We sympathize with the humans in this movie. To the humans, there's no discernible difference between Predator A and Predator B, except that Predator B is taller. Yeah. Like, they're just as hard to kill. There's no X factor that this new Predator... It's not as if you were, like... It's not as if they were having a certain amount of success against the first Predator, and then this new one came in, and they're like, oh, fuck, what do we do now? Yeah. It was just kind of like... Okay, so you've replaced one bad guy with another who's taller. Yes. Okay. Great. I, I completely agree that there is no difference. It doesn't make any sense. And it, it would probably be a lot better if you just had a, a normal predator who was a little bit more evil than the one that first came to Earth. Yeah, or, or smarter or, yeah. or whatever. I mean, it doesn't even have to be an or. Because here's the thing, and this is getting back to my theory about why these movies have gotten worse and worse is because the Predator doesn't need, nor does it benefit from, a mythos. Like, and it's all right there in the name. The Predator. What is this thing? It's something that hunts people. That's all we need. Don't tell us about what it's like on their fucking home I agree planet. With that. Don't tell so, us about what their galactic ambitions are. Like, Agreed. This, we know everything we need to know about this thing from the name alone. And like, Keep it at that. So do we have... This thing's already kicking the shit out of humans left and right. Why does it need to be 11 feet tall? I agree. So is it... So we get some more toys? You know what it fucking reeks of? It reeks of Jurassic Park 3 when they were like, hey, you know what's... Like, Tyrannosaurus isn't cool. You know what's cool? Spinosaurus. (laughs) Yeah. Like, fuck you. Dinosaurus bigger. Yeah. So, I mean, so so we kind of have AVP to blame for this. I think so. I think, like... I think they, they set, the set it on this path. The idea should never have been, oh, we need to we need to learn more about the Predator. Why does it hunt humans? What does it want from us? But it should have been... Because the first movie, you look at the first movie, it's not about who this alien is. It's not about getting to know the alien. It's about, to, it's about getting to know people who are being hunted and what that reveals about themselves in that condition. You know, like... Yeah. In in some ways, the first Predator is a character study, a psychological study about how people respond to going from being the biggest, baddest, toughest guy on the block to being prey. Mm-hmm. And that is what any of these movies should aspire to be about. And instead, now it's become about, like, I don't even fucking but that's know. But that's, like, the great dilemma in making a sequel is... You don't want to do the same you thing. You don't want to do the same thing, which I 100% agree with you. That is the best way to make a movie, is how do the humans and how do their characters react under these circumstances. You know what's a good solution for that problem? Problem? Just don't make the movie. Don't make a sequel. <laughs> don't make a fucking sequel. Don't make the movie. Yeah. It's hard. Um, I, I mean, like, look, I think that Predator 2 comes closer to being like, because if you want to get real film school and real academic about what's good about Predator... It's that this is a movie that allows us to, like, examine machismo. And it's all there. It's all in the fucking... In the writings on the wall in the first movie where it's, like, from that fist, that, like, handshake to the biceps of being, like, these guys 
fucking cool. Yeah. And I'm being like, what it happens when they need to run away? Killing. Yeah, like, what happens when they're the scared, frightened, overmatched ones all of a sudden? Like, yeah. What does that say about this idea of machismo and of, like, like this bullshitty, like, badassness that these guys have, like, armored themselves in? And how easily is that dispatched? Yeah, well, like, I mean, but you're, this is just, like, basic... You're right, it's basic film theory. That's mm-hmm. the one movie with a theme. Yeah. The other ones... No, but even then, if you want to say, okay, I'm going to transpose that onto this urban landscape where, like, how do people act tough and how do you yeah. establish your, like, hierarchy in this urban setting and there's this cops and robbers thing. And, yeah, then it's, it's looking at masculinity and machismo through, like, a different lens. And if you're going to make a predator in 2018, then the first question you have to ask is, like, what does masculinity, what does this macho idea mean in 2018 and then i think the interesting way to do that would be to say that like like this is a time when we're societally examining that question and also saying that like is this the purview of like men singularly like i think olivia munn's character and this is a tremendous disservice to like the the female role it's never clear who she is or what she cares about or why she's even involved with them in the first place. What? Yeah. Hey, I mean, just saying. Yes. You, <laughs> you've taken it very far. I'm supremely upset by this, by this movie. <laughs> uh, I, as, as somebody who likes both Shane Black and The Predator as a concept, yeah. this movie... I think a disappointment. I, I, <laughs> so I agree with you on the themes of the first two movies. I think the societal masculinity themes that you're supposing Shane Black should have examined in this movie would have been a little bit of a stretch and <laughs> a really, really hard thing to do involving the predator. I don't know if that's true. Like, but, I think, I think that like, there's a way of, of saying like, like, look, the Predator comes to Earth and is looking for, like, the toughest, baddest guy to fight. And, like, what happens if that's not a guy? What happens if, like, <laughs> you you have a guy who presents that on the outside, but inside is, like... It's, it's a wonderfully, cowardly, wonderfully yeah. progressive opinion, Dan. I... I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's the way to make this interesting and continue to do sequels, and they did not do that whatsoever. Well, I, would, I just think generally... That I mean, it's just a basic question, and you can discount a lot of movies. What is the theme? What is the theme of this movie? There is absolutely nothing beyond the narrative. No, the theme of this movie is... There's no theme. It's, I'll tell you. It's, it's just the narrative. Autistic people are... are right, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, like, it's, it's like, the, the next step in evolution is autism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's super dumb. And then, oh my god, that thing at the end of the movie... His son is working for, like, the Predator Lab. And I was like... Insane. Does he live here? What does this kid do? Insane. So, but I I agree with you 100% on on Predator 1, especially. That that movie is really good because of the the issues it examines. And that's... And it's not even issues. It's just this, like, idea that we have. That, like... uh, When the movie starts, these guys go on their little raid into, like, this... I don't know 
Paracel or drug den, whatever yeah, it is. I mean, it works so well. And they're super badasses, and they're yeah. fucking up these, like, um, Hispanic villains. Like, it's no problem to them. And you're like, okay, these guys are at the top of the food chain. Now it happens when they're suddenly not yeah, at the top of the food chain. Yeah, you got fucking Jesse Ventura in there. Yeah, Carl Weathers. God, what a movie. Um, and then there, there's just absolutely none of that thought going into the anything after Predator 2. Because... It makes this decision to be like, hey, we're going to take this ragtag group of underdogs and, like, fate put them against the Predator. It's like, that's not how, like, that's not what's interesting. Yeah, that's this. not interesting. So. Uh, also, one thing that I, I thought of earlier today and it was, like, made no sense at all is as, so three of them are standing on the ship and the force fields are coming up and one guy dives under it and one guy jumps on top of it. And there's one guy who, like, is just shooting it. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. And it's like, you just saw two guys do something. Like, either jump up or go down, yeah, bro. Makes sense. But there was only room for two after yeah. that scene. So dumb. And then one of them jumped into the fucking engine of the plane. <sighs> All right. Oh, so what do we me. think about the Predator? What? Where do, where do we go from here? I say unless... This was disappointing. Unless you're going to completely like reassess and make the kind of movie that I just sort of outlined I say hang it up <laughs> over the kill <laughs> unless you make a movie with strong progressive values but not even I mean just a movie that asks that same question is like what does it mean to be macho in X time period this time period yeah cause like look our idea of what an action movie star what a what a fuck like a hero a superhero looks like in 2018 is very different from 87, from being, like, the super muscly bicep man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Slice Sloan. Uh, no, it is. I mean, it is. Like, look uh, at... The Avengers are pretty mus- <laughs> muscular. I mean, maybe Hemsworth. But, like, look at, like, Chris Pratt. Uh, he's cut up, but he's uh, not, like... Chris are... Pratt went through quite a body transformation to get into that role. I'm just saying, like, it's changed. All right? I don't know like, if we're as, uh, we're as far along as you might like. I'm not saying we've made a ton of progress. I'm just saying what each different era looks for in a hero is different. I I do understand what you're saying is that it'd be interesting to examine from that lens. And there was certainly no examination going on in this movie. No, and I mean, like, Boyd Holbrook's like a pretty, like, skinny-ish guy. He's not, like, he's not a muscle man. Uh, But they never really, like, thought about that, you know, about the fact that, like, it's a, it's a dumb movie. How do we construct our heroes, and why is that flawed? Yes, yeah. that's, that's the question you got asked. So I mean, I agree. I don't really know what to do. I, I don't know what you would do with the Predator after this. I I don't want any more Predator movies. Like I, I kind of do in in that sense of like, there's something worth ex- examining here, but uh, unless you're gonna give it this sort of introspection that it requires then just fucking hang it I don't it know I think I'm done with it I think I'm I'm done with Predator so if there's another Predator movie you're skipping I I, I don't think there should be another Predator I I mean they could do a dumb AVP movie no it's I, I got nothing <laughs> you're, out, you're out on it I'm out on it you don't want to see that sweet ass Predator armor what are they <laughs> gonna do I mean oh the original ending of this movie was Arnold, but it wasn't even Arnold in the right way. Is that true? So the original ending was supposed to be after they just killed the super predator. A helicopter comes down and Arnold gets off and he's like, get in the chopper. And the little 
fucking dumbass kid is like, uh, even me? And Arnold's like, especially you. <laughs> God bless Arnold Schwarzenegger, who I love, who I, you know, stand yeah. by in all of his decisions. Love. He basically showed him that, and he was basically like, like, I'm not showing up just to do this shit. He's yeah. like, you want me in your movie? Give me a bigger part. Yeah. Like, or, or blow off. He's like, he's like, Jimmy Cameron offered me a big juicy role in the next Terminator, <laughs> so either you match it or I'm out of here. And they're like, all right. Gotta love him. Love that man. Um, yeah, I'm out. Over the kill. Don't want him anymore. Yeah. Don't want Predator, I guess. Unless Hollywood gives me the reins on this thing. I think I could do some real interesting things with masculinity and, you know, <laughs> like how we view ourselves as a... yeah 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 i think you could you could come up with some really interesting things there dan give me the reins that's all i'm saying yeah um yeah i don't know i i mean i'm, I'm just, just gonna rewrite uh crocodile dundee in los angeles <laughs> with the uh with the predator <laughs> i'm sure somebody could come up with a good idea with the predator but i mean at this point i don't know but does it does it need a full reboot it, well, here's the Does thing. It shouldn't, like it shouldn't matter if it is or isn't because each of these stories should be pretty standalone. Because I'm saying strip the mythos. Like, but to your point, there is that mythos right now that, that people can't get out of their heads. And Oh, yeah. I mean, fine. Preserve the fact that this thing is a hunter and it wants well, a I'm challenge. Well, I'm saying just get rid of that. Just just make a, a completely but new movie. Th- like, it's there in the first one. It's We know that about the, I tra- know, yeah, tra- the Predator. That it like It's looking for... A good hunt, a good challenge. That's interesting. Just that. Just do that. Place it in different scenarios. Fine. Yeah. Anywho, uh, is there any uh, Tears of the Sun? You think your dad would like this movie? Oh, that's a great question. It uh, is a good question. Yeah, he definitely liked this movie. I'm I'm gonna yeah. say that the the brand of humor agreed mm. with him. Yeah, I think he'd get a kick. I think, uh, you know, not that much to think about in the story. <laughs> Just a straightforward narrative. How do you feel? He, how do you think he'd feel about the? Uh... I don't think he'd he'd very much like your version <laughs> and your themes. No, he'd probably disagree with that. Quite don't a bit. think he'd enjoy it at all. Uh, I'd say this would be a thumbs up for the Tears of the, th- the Sun. I I think uh, I think my dad would just think this movie's too dumb. Um, I don't know, I like. He may see it in theaters, so I'll say like a, a probably like maybe a yes on that, but I, I don't think he'll enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's the Predator. That's uh, that's our takedown of Predator, the Predator, and Shane Black. Uh, I'm 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 sad because you know I I'm sad. I'm a big Shane. supporter of Shane Black. Oh, ben. we didn't talk about the fact that uh, he brought his child molester friend on, on the set and, and gave him a part. No need. But then that goes into the fact that there was so much post-editing on this that, like, this movie got chopped up and pieced back together, and it's pretty apparent that it did. I, 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 I don't accept that as an excuse, because... I don't think it's There an are excuse. just no ideas in there anyway. Like, he, he, there would be some semblance Well, that's the thing. If there, was a, if there was a more usable through line in this movie like then yeah it wouldn't have been kind of jigsawed back together yeah but uh as is just it's not even it's not even a fun popcorn movie no it's a damn shame i did eat your popcorn though 
Yeah, I, I could not finish it. it that was, was fun. Uh, it was only a medium popcorn too, but I don't know. I was sick of it. I was. I lost. I lost the taste for anything after twenty five <laughs> minutes of this movie. Anyway, that's over the kill. Post rebrand. That's it. That's oh. it. That's uh, that's your new that's closing line. <laughs> your new closing line is that's, a that's it. Over the kill. Okay. That's it. So you, okay, you going with that? All right. Hold the presses. This is your uh, over the kill after the credits. What? What do you want? There's Wait. no red light. Because it's on my side. Oh, <laughs> I'm used to being on my side. Are you? I didn't turn it around. <clears throat> this is an after the credits. Uh... <laughs> we we got we, some, we got a newsflash. Yeah, we got a we big newsflash. Confirmation yeah. on uh, Tears of the Sun. Uh, Papa. So pa- Pete Pete texted his father. Papa Pete uh, did respond, and I was correct. He said he liked it, and it was indeed funny. And uh, his favorite part was that it was gory. Yeah, funny, funny and, and gory. gory. That is the that's the capsule review from Pete's father. Liked it, funny and gory. Confirmed. Tears of the sun, over and out. I'll agree with half of that. 